You are listening to a podcast of Ice and Fire, episode 213 for the week of April 2nd, 2017. Welcome back, listeners, to the longest-running podcast dedicated to the epic glory of George R.R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire, occasionally Game of Thrones, and really whatever the hell else we want to talk about. As always, this is Ashley, this is Amin, and this is Kyle. And we have with us a guest tonight, joining us after after a year or two hiatus, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> Introduce yourself, good sir. Uh, hi, I'm Michael, or Mortian on the forums. I've uh, been on a couple of times on the main podcast before. People might also remember me from VOK or BOK stuff. Very nice. Welcome back, sir. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure yeah. to be here. <laughs> so, um... Amin wants me to ask you again. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyone who's bored, it's Amin's fault. <laughs> it's Amin's fault. Um, Amin, what did you want to ask him? Yeah, just, I guess, when did, when did you get into the podcast in the series? Uh, the series I got into between uh, Storm of Swords and Feast for Crows, I can't remember exactly. Probably December of 2004 would be my best guess. My sister was reading them when she was home for Christmas, and she read me the uh, like the paragraph where J- Jamie pushed Bran off the tower, and that was awesome. And uh, so I started <laughs> reading them. Uh, the podcast is probably uh, two. Oh, definitely when the forum started, which was I think 2011. Is that right? So 2010, maybe my best guess for getting into the podcast. Nice. And who did you Sorry. cosplay uh, at Ice and Firecon? Oh, at Ice and Firecon, what, two, three years ago? Yeah. I was uh, Illyrio Mapatis, uh, the cheesemonger. <laughs> yes. With all my fancy rings. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, I was a great costume and super comfortable, yeah. which I was really happy with. <laughs> <laughs> uh, much, um, way better than regular clothes. It was like that a bathrobe. Comfort in cosplay is just... Mm, mm. Makes such yeah, a difference. It's something that doesn't happen often. Yeah, like with Ashley, is half the time you can't even go to the washroom while you're wearing your costume. Well, I'm like, I can only wear this for two hours because that—that's my washroom limit. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I, I have know, to I say, can... while it was more comfortable, it was definitely more difficult to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I can never breathe in my corsets. I tell you, it's just <laughs> really tough. Yes, yeah, that's a thing you don't have to worry about with Illyrio. <laughs> So you've been to Ice and Fire Con. Just the one, uh, unfortunately. I keep yeah, uh, screwing up other ones. in various ways to not go to the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know, Ashley, you wanted to talk about it a bit. Maybe you can convince Michael to uh, head back to the next one. <laughs> oh, um, well, this year it's like we've, we've doubled the numbers from last year. Like uh, the numbers went down a little bit last year from the year before because it was a new location. But now we've, I guess, worked out all our kinks there. And now our numbers are actually doubled. We're getting close to 200 people this year. So it's going to be quite something. So attendance numbers is what you're yes, talking about. attendance numbers. Okay. Then um, we got a whole ton of new activities planned. Um, right now I'm working on making a character graveyard uh, so that... Uh, <laughs> The theme this year is dead characters, so uh, we're going to have a little graveyard, so if you want to leave little messages or trinkets for your favorite dead character, you can do so by their little gravestone. Nice! Um, yeah. And then uh, the podcast is going to have a special promo material for every attendee, and we'll, we'll leave that to 
the ten to find out. Well, that, <laughs> that I dubbed Manwoody House Armor is the hint. Yes, it, it's a uh, Manwoody House Armor. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no warranties or limited liability. Or whatever, like, all armor has is gaps. So. Oh my gosh, you guys are crazy! <laughs> Remind me, when is Ice and Fire Con again? It's the last weekend in April. I think it's what, the 28th. All right. And is it still booked up? If people are inter- still interested, do they have a um, chance? Or is it too there, late for them? No, there are still tickets. There are still hotel space. There's very little hotel space. Actually, I have uh, a spare bed. And so if you want a room with Amin. Whoa. Amin. <laughs> it's pretty forward of you. But... You have to take a questionnaire before <laughs> you. <laughs> very practical. Uh, it's you called guys the Amin sleep. suite. You pay extra to, to stay with me. You can share a room with yeah, the end of the You should auction off. You have a chance yeah, to, right. to live with Amin for two nights or three yeah, nights. Be, that should be on the auction for next year. It's one of the auction items. It's be my roommate. <laughs> live with Amin. Three days, two nights. Beautiful view. I remember you stored your beer at our place. I stored it, yeah, because I couldn't have it. I was in one of the castle rooms. So, yeah, that's yeah right. I hung yeah. out there a little bit. But, uh, yeah. Didn't you, like, pass out halfway through the night or something and then... I, I was, yeah, I missed like all, almost all of Saturday night. I fell asleep and, and woke up at like three o'clock in the morning and like there was, there were still people up, but it was kind of like, oh, I sort of screwed that one up. You guys, you, you and Thomas and everybody were busy with the board game, which is mm. incredibly boring. And uh, you know, I, had to, I had to go upstairs and fall asleep. So. <clears throat> so it wasn't from drinking too much. No, no, I was, I was, I, well, I, I was probably a little bit drunk that afternoon, but I don't think I was drunk in the evening. <laughs> this sounds like a damn good time. <laughs> nice. I like it. I like it. Um, Amin, is there any other news or any of you guys? you hear any news about the books lately or anything? There was an April Fool's. Uh, did you post? Who posted that? <laughs> yeah, uh, guilty. Guilty. I think you pissed I off some people. Yeah. <laughs> they trust us. We're not clickbait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I came across that and I was like, I can't repost this. It's April Fools. Nobody's gonna care. And then I was like, eh, "There's when was the last time we posted anything about the book?" So yeah, I mean, I was like, "Yeah, okay." Then I sent it, and actually, we got a quite a quite a quite a strong response. Yeah. <laughs> but still, like, my, my eyes widened for a moment, <laughs> then I remembered what day it was. Almost, almost taken. Yeah. Well, since we're talking about conventions, still, although. Given the rate that I edit these podcasts, I might already have submitted our applications by the time this comes out. But I, we're, I'm setting up the application for our, you know, our usual Ice and Fire Game of Thrones uh, panel at Comic Con. But I also want to do one or two other panels, at least submit them, and one of them is potentially a podcasting panel. I thought that'd be a good a good niche to fill. I don't think there's one there. What exactly do you want to talk about on this panel? Like how to set up a podcast, how to how yeah, to run exactly. a podcast, things we like about podcasts. All of that, like, like yeah, and lessons learned, funny stories, and then that's why I was thinking people from different types of genres of podcasting would help, not all in like sci-fi or fantasy, but there's room on the panel, so I'm just trying to think of options who to contact to, to put on, particularly like that would fit well with us or would help increase the odds of the panel being accepted. Well, we should just get all the top podcasts out there. I mean, who's the lady that does cereal? Let's get her. Let's Sarah get... Koenig, get Brian, uh, <laughs> Brian, what's his face from S Town? Maybe Ira Glass himself, right? I mean, why not? <laughs> let's get Adam Carolla, Tim Ferriss. Or, you know, let's get all... <laughs> well, you have to also think who's going to actually accept an invitation. To... 
Hey, you never know until you ask. What well, can they cereal say? maybe. No? Cereal maybe because you know that's one of her first things she did for for that, right? Versus the other people. What you got to find is uh, people who are going to be at Comic Con already and ask them. Like that's podcasts. what I was also thinking as well. Yeah, oh, oh, I was looking at the podcast could... that were last year. Or people you can just tell, hey, this will get you a free pass. Well, that, yeah, that may not get the quality necessarily, but <laughs> <laughs> I disliked it more than I do now. <laughs> I mean, that's not the way to get to get, <laughs> yeah. to get people. Like I, I, I thought it was just like cashing in on somebody's murder, but then I thought, well, that's pretty much all media does that. So I guess. very generous uh, of you, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I, I'm willing to I'm willing to allow her to be on our panel. Wow. Yeah. Generous, very generous. <laughs> and she has a room at Ice and Fire. That's Connor, right. Too. If she wasn't, <laughs> I'll give her a half rate of, of, of the option. So there you go. <laughs> That's the main idea. Is, the, is this podcasting panel? But there's other. I mean, we'll have ideas or suggestions. I was trying to think something anime related, but I don't know. Actually, you're not coming again this year, though, right? Or are you interested? Um, I gotta talk it over. I don't know. Hmm. Very. Talk it over with the finances. Finance committee, <laughs> uh, with with the BF because he'd be coming if I do. Ooh, that'd be good. That, that he, should, he didn't come yeah. last year, right? So right, yeah. right. So. And so you have a spot on our Game of Thrones panel, of course. But if you were coming, then raises the idea of some sort of anime related thing as well. Although I don't, we don't have the credibility <laughs> to really <laughs> get no, one but, there. Um, but like, if if we have the panel, that means that I'd have two tickets, right? Yeah, yeah. you'd have a guest as well, so he could be yeah. your guest. I think you should do a panel on uh, uh, hentai there. Uh, hentai. <laughs> That's your specialty, Kyle. I wouldn't want to tread in oh. your, your personal expertise. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> there really isn't much anime yeah. content at a Comic Con, to be honest. There, there isn't, it's so there's like, room there. The one that I was thinking was One Punch Man. <laughs> but that one, we, we'd, we'd have to maybe like get a voice actor from it as well, to be honest. Be kinda... Yeah, I, I feel like a, a show specific wouldn't be big enough at no. Comic Con. I'd have to encompass like a genre what which one do you think like, then? like for anime, anime I, don't, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> tentacle porn <laughs> and speaking of these different panels especially the podcast one Kyle, i was thinking if you wanted you could be the moderator for that if you actually do the moderator role you get that on your resume potentially oh sounds kind of fun yeah i sort of half doing that or i did that's the, right I you feel have like to I there but this time you at the first year yeah, yeah. You, but you would officially be doing it if it was the podcasting one because we'd have the variety of different people and then you'd actually start it off and ask the questions and stuff like that. But That's it for, for Comic-Con. There's also Anime North that Ashley and I will be going to and hopefully have some panels as well. Yeah. We're about that in Toronto at the end of May, right? Yeah. Yep. Currently cool. overloaded. <laughs> <laughs> it's convention oh. season. It's starting up. Yeah, it is. It really is. I'm like, got like a second job basically working on all this stuff right now well, did you Getting go to WonderCon ready. Kyle or, or no I did go to WonderCon I went for a day yeah um, as press or any... professional um, I had a professional badge this time but I got it uh, through a friend so hmm. I applied for professional for Comic Con this year and never heard back from them so I should probably say something but <laughs> I checked my status and it said my press is not due so I assume Good. I still have a press Pass. I don't know. They're really confusing this year. Don't quite know what's going presses on. Presses every two years. So if it's not due yet, yeah, it's, it's like me. I have press as well. Um, yeah. I, I thought it was due. I thought it had been a couple of years, but yeah. the website says it's not. So I, I, uh, I don't know. Yeah. 
And the ice yeah. and fire panel, I mean, is is the backup. Like that's good chance of getting renewed because they like it. They like what we've done there. So, yeah, but yeah. It, everything has been slower this year for Comic Con. The hotel, everything's just been shifted over a little bit. So that you have to keep that in mind. Yeah, the 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 hotel Hunger Games hasn't started yet, right? No, it will very soon though. You should keep an eye <laughs> on the site. It'll in the next week or two probably it'll start up. So. Okay. It's true. <laughs> All right. Well. All right. Yeah. Um. So there's nothing about the books. <laughs> no news about that. All right. So uh, yeah, we're back. Uh, we're doing our chapter reread, right, guys? Yep. All right. Who has the recap for this one? Hmm. I don't know if Michael I had enough time. I, did, I didn't know I was going to be here until That's ten right. minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I read the chapters on spec, but I wasn't going to write a whole thing just in case. <laughs> oh, man. You got me beat. I mean, let me be on this episode, even though I didn't have a chance to reread them. <laughs> you came straight from work. So so I think it's on you, I mean. All right. So this is the chapter when Jamie leaves Harnall and he's heading home. And he leaves Brienne behind. And yet he has this epic dream, which has a lot of meaning in there, potentially, we can go into. He dreams of Brienne. Decides to go back, blackmails Walshanks to take him back there. What's the name? Walton. Walton. Longshanks. Walshanks. That's his name. Walton Steelshanks to go back. They go back in there. But that's actually this shows the two. The chapter shows the two sides of Jamie too, because here he uses. He's like, what would Tyrion do? And he tricks the guy to go back. But when he goes there, he just jumps in the bear pit like Jamie does without thinking. So he shows his two sides there, and then the bear gets killed and jamie saves brienne they head out together so yeah that's that that chapter whoa i'm looking at the tower of the hand and there's like two giant paragraphs i was expecting you to go on for a lot longer <laughs> yeah well I mean, uh, it's I'll, a high I'll, point. I'll summarize it with the art that i always said but i always posted with it with the podcast so it's winnie sure. the pooh gets his shot i guess in this, that, in this. The, the, the artwork <laughs> makes us look very professional yeah, on our page i'll tell you point. what yeah um. Well, excellent. So, uh, so Amin, do you want to get into that dream? Is there? What, I know you always write down questions and stuff. Sure. Well, I mean, there's there's stuff to talk about even before we get to the dream. I mean, early on, uh, when when he's leaving, Jamie says, uh, "Well, no, uh, Roose Bolton says, give your regards to my father.'" And then he says, "Yeah, give mine to Rob Stark." That makes me think. Oh. One, one how much does he know about the Red Wedding? And two, that was a mistake saying that. That doesn't help his car. That line screwed him over later. <laughs> it's like, very true so do you think he knew about i mean he knew bolton was turning but how much more did he know from that i mean i, I guess i sort of doubt that he knew like the whole i mean i guess i don't know i sort of doubt he knew the whole plan exactly no. but why would bolton I, tell him that right yeah exactly why would bolton go into detail for no reason it'd be the kind of thing like well if tywin wants him to know tywin can fucking tell him but i mean obviously but just <clears throat> by virtue of the fact that bolton let him go he knows something right yeah he knows he's turned mm. but that line didn't help him <laughs> it didn't help him a set up to one of the most famous lines in the whole book and yeah um, interesting let's see what else we got here jamie kind of marks off the rorge and the other guys that like abuse them and says I'll, I'll be back for you like your time will come so so wait now you got me thinking Do- what do you think? Does Jamie know the whole plan? You think he knows a little bit? You don't think he knows? He knows he made a deal with his father, with Tywin, Roos and Tywin, to free Jamie, right? Yeah. But he doesn't yeah. know the extent of it. Right. 
Okay. I mean, I, yeah, I just sort of doubt that he would have the whole thing. I mean, like, I, why would Roos, like... I mean, it'd be a weird scene. Roos would be, like, sitting there, now, Jamie, before you leave, I wanted to make sure you understood exactly <laughs> yeah. what the plan is. It just, it, there's no, no reason to tell him. He might get captured. He might just blab it. There's no reason to tell him, and there's no way yeah, for Roos him to Yeah, Roos doesn't know. know Jamie well, so he yeah. probably doesn't want to... Yeah. yeah. Do you and think... And if he did know Jamie well, you still wouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) So do you think, do you think uh, Jamie knows that Roos has turned? Do you think he knows that much? Yes. Or do you think he just made some. I I don't think he knows that he would have betrayed him so outright, but knows that he's probably, you know, turning his back on Rob, like defected. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, there's a... two there's two ways of looking at the send my regards to Rob. It's you're, you're Rob's man. You're going to be going to talk to him at some point. Hmm. Or I know that you have turned against him. Send my regards when you go do whatever the hell you're going to do to him. Yeah, I don't think he knew that he was going to do anything to him. Probably just, you know, take his troops and leave. Yeah, it's, I think it's just okay. a really a flippant yeah. Jamie comment that the doesn't right. know. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Roos could have just made this deal to let him go and, and still not actively tried to kill Rob. Just keep, keep it benefit from having Tywin's gratitude and gold, but not actually gold. Yeah, just have a Lannister IOU in his pocket in case. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Right, true. I know there was a little side note on the Tower Hand. It's like, uh, tells him to send his regards to Rob. Look at side note number one. Ooh, ooh, what does it say? What does it say? And indeed, Roos does. (laughs) Oh, thanks, Tower of the Hand. So much information. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Uh, right. Then uh, Jamie heads out, and he has like kind of flashbacks or memories about when he was called to the King's Guard, and then he realized it was just a play by Eris when he was forced to leave the tournament right after that. Mm. Oh, but, Jamie! Yeah, but he got to have cheese and apples, so you know. Ares is a dick. Yeah, <laughs> that's what uh, Jamie discovered. But apparently, Kyburn is trying to be a bro because he shows up and he's like. Uh, you have you had a visitor last night. I trust that you enjoyed her. And this has been a while since we read the previous chapter, but Pia actually was sent to Jamie's bed. And uh, wait, somebody sent P to Jamie's bed? No, Pia. 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 Oh, oh. So I was like, somebody just sent a bottle of urine to Jamie's bed. I trust you quite enjoyed. I don't remember that happening. Jamie Trump, you quite enjoyed that Um. I don't remember that. No, then, then uh, Kyburn's like, Paya is quite skilled when you agree, and so will it. So Kyburn slept with Paya as well. Oh, jeez. I'm pretty sure everyone slept with her at this point. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Also, it's telling that he rates women by, well, she didn't hate it. She wasn't, com- she didn't try to kill me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> but, but then Jamie turns her down. Like, she comes in and she's like, I've dreamt of you, and I always wanted to be with you. Like, I, I think of you when I'm with other men, she says, and then he just, like, turns it down. It was difficult, he says, but he wants to say true to Cersei. <laughs> Apparently she's had quite the crush on Jamie for a while. Yeah. So she was that. She was at that tournament. She was a kid at that tournament. Saw him getting sworn in. She was? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Interesting. She was shaved and placed in stockards in the yard of the castle. Oh, God. Terrible. <laughs> yeah. And then, no, the mountain also like busted her teeth or something as well. I yeah, I was gonna say is yeah. well, I couldn't remember if this was before or after the teeth incident. 
it's always is horrible. It must it must be after like uh, when when else would she, yeah because she kind of just follows their entourage after. Wait, that. I don't I don't have that I don't have that note anywhere. No, she, she she doesn't try to like smile with an open mouth anymore because the mountain just busted her teeth. It's, it's just oh, like okay. another thing, another thing to add to the mountain's crimes. Yeah. Hmm. So then there's more yeah, info on Brienne uh, and how uh, there was an offer, like her father offered three hundred dragons, but uh, Lord Vago thought he was just being cheap. Thought that he should send sapphires. <laughs> so those are sapphires. And then they go out. They're going out with a peace banner, which is kind of interesting. I hadn't noticed that before. There's a peace banner. It's, it's the based on the seven gods because they're traveling in that area. Mm. So I wonder how effective. Yeah, apparently, if though. you fight a, fly a white flag there, you just get mistaken for a member of the king's guard. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, I wonder how, how do people even respect it anymore? Like otherwise, people could just take advantage of it too, and that. What, the peace banner? Yeah, in, in this current war, anyways. maybe. Uh, yeah, I think it's more just sort of like, a, well, maybe it'll help. Give it a shot. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to hurt anything. You know? Yeah. Mm. Okay, so more but, flashbacks. I mean, certainly, yeah. Steel Shank certainly isn't like putting his faith in the banner, right? I mean, he's no. staying off the roads and That's right. everything. So. He's being extra He's worried careful. even though he has 200 men. I mean, I yeah. think it's a little bit cautious. <laughs> I mean, it's really... it's Yeah, I mean, like, Rob... Rob right now is, I mean, from the next chapter, Rob's only with, like, 3,500. So, I mean, like, 200, I think, is, yeah. I mean, a pretty significant force. You'd have to run into somebody's main army, I think, yeah. to uh, to have a problem with 200. And you'd have yeah. to really suck to do that. Because yeah, exactly. <laughs> armies are kind of big and loud. Right, yeah. So, it says here that Jamie rode with Roose Bolton and those men for six miles. You don't think he got it? Do you think he got some of the story then from Roos? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're talking about the the column out of the out of Harrenhal. I yeah. mean, hmm. I Roos isn't super. I mean, like if Roos was somebody else, right? Like if Roos was like a ch- like a real chatty Kathy, then maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I I sort of I sort of doubt it. I mean, yeah, it's just sort of there's no percent. Yeah, I don't think Roos has trouble keeping his mouth shut, and there's just no percentage in talking about it with Jamie, right? I mean, yeah. it's not going to help you. Then uh, Jamie. Sure. Describes Steel Shacks and Walton quite a bit, and Steel Shacks, uh, Steel yeah. Shacks now <laughs> he changes his name every That's couple. Right. Of... <laughs> well, he, he's very fluid. Steel Shacks. Well, he is a fluid. Like he, no. he changes a lot depending on That's whether right. he's at war or at home. Exactly. So you know, his he likes to change his fluid, name. Right? Jamie says like he'll be a soldier here, and then he'll go home and get married and have kids. But the one line that jumps out at you is just like, well, he'll just rape when his blood is up. And then he'll go home. Yeah. It's like, what? That's a line, one of the lines from the series that always sticks with me, like, that I tend to think about with, um, oh, good, bad choice sort of like any time I think about, like, armies and soldiers and things like that. Like, I wonder, I always wonder, like, sort of how true that is. Like, what percentage of a, an army that's been, you know, in the field for an extended period of time will essentially, you know, fall apart to that extent? Yeah. <laughs> well, it, to, but that's an argument. I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not a historian. Maybe we should have Stefan. On here, but from my basic understanding, it unfortunately, like rape is used as a tool of war. I mean, even you use it used yeah. now, but it was used as a tool of war that wasn't condemned till mm-hmm. modern times. It was just a normal part of for many. Well, how can he be a normal person then, though? Really? Like that he would do that and then he's going to be a normal person? Like, and then Jamie condones this? It's just so part of the society. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, I think, yeah, to a lot of, I mean, in this, I mean, you can also, I think you can say the same thing about you know, killing people too, right? I mean, mm. you go off and you slaughter people for six months or or six years or whatever. 
I mean, how can you be a normal person when you come back from that too? I mean, I'm not drawing a moral equivalence between going no, to war. No, but I, I see what you're saying. Like, how, how do you then go and have a normal life, civilian life? Like, you probably they probably do show social signs of it. Just Jamie has no idea about. It. He doesn't. No, he's never had a family. He doesn't look that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. So, what is normal? Very profound. <laughs> I always think of Star Trek Generations when uh, well, when Malcolm when um, Malcolm McDowell's his name when he has Jordy LaForge prisoner yeah. and he's like oh you just want to be normal and Jordy's like what's normal and he goes normal is what everyone else is and you are not. Well, what I remember for that movie is when Picard. Well, now like, I know why I didn't watch that yeah. movie. <laughs> I know exactly where I want to go to to the Mountain Help in Viridian Three. Not three days ago when I could stop all of this because I'm a dumbass. Like it's, just, it's, it's it, that's a shitty movie. So disappointing. Like after such a good series to to go into that movie. Yeah. Uh, let's not get Kyle started on Star Trek. <laughs> um. <clears throat> Okay, so well, we can get to in the, the dream. Book. We're at the dream, basically, here. There's a lot going on in there, and Bring what I found on. interesting is, is Jamie's wielding, basically, a fire sword, and so is uh, Brienne, right? Kind of against the darkness. Yeah, Ooh. I mean, it's almost... It's like a... It's a, it's a odd... Do they say fire? They do say fire, I guess. It's like burning. But it's, it's like a weird... Though. Yeah. It's like a weird bluey-gray kind of fire. So yeah. it's because he says it's the color of the steel of the sword or something. But yeah. it's definitely, it's a much more, I didn't remember the dream being so, uh, there's a lot going on. I didn't, yeah. I didn't remember that. So there's a lot of detail yeah. there. Brienne's a big part of it, protecting him in the dream. Is there any mention anywhere in the prophecy of Zorhai or anything of that Lightbringer, of what color the flame is on Lightbringer? You'd think it'd be closer to the red, but that doesn't mean that it has to be. And also it's... I want to say, like, Stannis' fake sword is kind of like a contrast. That's so fake and showy, but that's not it. I think, like, a blue sword like this, a blue fire, could be could be more accurate, right? How do we know? Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not an expert there. I, I can't remember any, all, everything ever said about us. Or Zohar it might be a different Lightbringer. form this time. Or, I mean, like, this is a... The, the, sure, you yeah. Got, you got Jamie to, to the old Azor High list because of this dream. He, gets, he lost his hand. That, that's his price. It's like you can add another person into that. Probably was crying with like smoke when he lost his hand. Yeah. There's, there's so yeah, we have to come set. up. Where where was this? Yeah, the smoke from the fire pit and the yeah. salt from his tears. Before. Yeah. <laughs> Blood's probably salty too. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Lightbringer is also known as the Red Sword of Heroes. So making me think it's red there and not blue. But isn't the blue flame the hotter flame? Is that, is that true or is that? I think that's generally true. speaking, yeah, that's that's true. I think, I mean, also there's just, I don't know, things burn, <laughs> different different materials burn different colors, right? Mm. So, I mean, but I think generally speaking, uh, with the normal kinds of things that people burn, uh, blue is, is hotter. Mm-hmm. And he's worried about things in the water, things are living in the deeps in the water, like the squishers. Yes. And I'm I'm all about you know mer people theory. Mm. So yeah. <laughs> whenever I notice anything prophetic talking about water, I just get oh mer theory. <laughs> so it didn't mention anything that could you guys work with the theory, Gosling? but it it's there. Yeah, hidden depths and things in the water. <laughs> Do you see that meme where uh, during the Oscars Ryan Gosling is leaning into that woman's ear ear that they brought in from the bus? And her face looks all sh- her face is looking all shocked, and it's like 
Ryan Gosling telling her that uh, Varys is a merman. <laughs> I think I saw that. <laughs> oh, I think I saw that as well. Yeah. And I didn't even make that one. Mm. I love it. <laughs> I'm sure it was one of our listeners. Probably. That's then, fantastic. In the, uh, in the dream, they also says the, the flames will burn us so long as you live. And then when they die, you must, so, so must you. It's kind of interesting, too. It's, there's a lot of, like, kind of others related stuff say that again what, what what was that you said like the flame is basically keeping you alive or, or no, it will what, burn as long as you live and then when when they when the flames die out so must you like the, it's the fire that's keeping them alive there yeah mm. i mean one one sort of easy well i don't know easy but one, one way to read it also is that it's about i mean it's a a lost hand and thus lost prowess anxiety dream right mm. and so it's about like as long as you have a sword which is sort of represented in this darkness by the sword being on fire. As long as you have a sword you can use, then you'll be safe. Um, but when the sword, when the light goes out, or when you lose the, the ability to fight, then you can't keep yourself safe anymore. And he has Brienne, who in this dream is saying over and over that he's that she swore to keep him safe, hmm. and her sword hasn't gone out yet, right? That's right. His sword goes out, and then he wakes up, but her sword's still on fire. And he's like, I gotta rescue Brienne. So I mean, like that's one way sort of to read it. Yeah. And he gets, I mean, all these like shades comments. All the past kings, Garden Rager comes in, and they all are accusing him of breaking his word. Yeah. Hmm. And then he wakes up from a fever dream, which is a term that Martin really likes. I mean, he has a book called Fever Dream. <laughs> he uses the term here. He uses his previous work. He just likes the word fever dream. Well, they are. Yeah. I mean, we've all had those. I was sick a couple of weeks ago and like just you try to go to sleep and you're tossing and turning and you're waking up and you're cold sweat and your mind's like racing so much you can't fall asleep. But did you have a I, I, dream about the yeah. podcast, like a prophecy related to the podcast? <laughs> the, the dreams are so rapid fire. I mean, yeah, and then they don't really make they don't make sense. And there's there's stuff like you, you wake up and you're like you're half awake and you're yeah. saying to yourself, like, I know that's not true. That's not. This isn't how things work, right? That's yes. not right. how things work in the world. But part of you is like, well, sure, that's not how things work in the world. But the wolves, we've we've got to be careful of the wolves. And you're like, no, <laughs> there aren't any wolves. But... That's right. Have you ever gone back to sleep and like continue the dream? That's... Those uh, those kind of fever dreams where I'm like half yeah. awake. I think definitely I go in and out of those, um, <laughs> but pretty rarely for my regular. Uh, one thing I was just looking at when I was. Uh, uh, just rereading a part just now. Uh, has anyone ever had a vision of Arthur Dane where he didn't say everything sadly? <laughs> <laughs> it's like he can't. Do it. Arthur Dane's like, oh, oh, he was he no. was the original emo Dane or whatever, right? So, emo Dane. Yeah, he was the first. He's one. like Dolores Ed or something. Yeah. <laughs> the Dark Star is trying to out emo his brother. <laughs> I do like here. Um, he asks Quiburn when he wakes up. He asks Quiburn if he believes in ghosts. And Quiburn replies that uh, he does believe that a portion of the soul remains when a person dies, which seems to be kind of a foreshadowing of, of Gregor Stein. Hmm. Also, hmm. we got the first mention of Merwin. That's right. Yeah, Merwin yeah, right. the Merwin liked the theory. <laughs> no one else did. It was just Merwin yeah. that liked <laughs> it. But yeah, that, that interpretation of ghosts is interesting, too, that they're like a kind of a footprint or an after image hmm. people there. But but Gregor is definitely something more because he's something brought back physically there. So. Well, he says a, he says a, a portion of the soul remains when the person dies. So like with Gregor Stein, it's like there's a portion of his soul that kind of remains in the body there. That's right. <laughs> but in this one, I think he's talking like the, bo- the body of that person is long gone. It's not in that room. So it, it's it's like it's she's spent her life in that room, 
therefore she left an after echo there, like of her soul, maybe in that room. Yeah. Hmm. Marwin. What does he say about does it, what does he say? He just says that Marwin was the only one who didn't mind his Yeah, he basically his, said they all shit. hated the idea except Marwin. <laughs> and then, and, yeah. And Mar and Marwin is remind me, he's the guy um he's at the Citadel, right? He was. Yeah. He left it. He's on his way right. to Danny. Yeah, that's right. Now he's on yeah. a ship heading towards Danny. So. Oh, he is. Everyone else in the world. Yeah. Is he a black candle? Or? Yeah, he does. He has these obsidian candles that he loves. Yeah, he's one of the candles. Obsidian candles. Okay. He's short, stout, and massive with a bull's neck and a head thrust forward from his shoulders. A rock hard ale belly. An off broken nose <laughs> and teeth stained red by sour leaf. All right, cool, cool. Is that cool. Marwin? Uh, yeah, yeah, apparently. Marwin. Yeah, yeah Marwin learns of Daenerys from Sam and leaves immediately to join her. Okay. Yeah, because he wants to get there before the Macers send their own representative. Shit. He doesn't trust them. <laughs> so, yeah. Good reason. Yeah. So, Jamie wakes up and then he's like trying to figure out how to get them to go back and he thinks, what would Tyrion do? And it's like blackmail this guy. If you don't take me back, I'm going to say that you're the one who cut off my hand. <laughs> that works. Plus the gold bribe. Yeah. A little bit of carrot, a little bit of stick. Yeah. So they go back and they're let in, which is good because he's worried whether they'd be let in or not. And they find Brienne is in the pit. She's bitten off Lord Fargo's ear. Yeesh. <laughs> So he jumps in and, and grabs a jawbone and throws it to the bear and misses. And then the bear gets Throw with the down. wrong hand, man. That's, 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 right. that's hard to do. <laughs> yeah. Hard On the other hand, it is a bear. But that's <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, those suckers are quick, man. <laughs> <laughs> he always gets his, his quip in or his line in. Even, even here, it's like, oh, are you still a maid? Yes. He's like, oh, I only rescue maidens. Gets that <laughs> line in as well. <laughs> And Rorge is in there. I mean, Rorge has a lot of screen time in these books. Think about it. He's always all, he's all over the place till he gets killed off. He's yeah. like, don't. He's like, let's kill him off. Rorge wants to fight, which would have been a mistake because they would have all died. Yeah. I mean, they might have killed Jamie and Brienne, but the, every but all the bloody members would have died probably. Yeah. Unless Steel Shanks just like fucked off after. He's like, ah, Jamie's dead. Well, fuck it then. I already lost. Well, like, they, already Jamie and Brienne were also in the pit too. So unless they they, they shot them in the pit, like it was more likely they were gonna fight the. Walton's men, like right there. Right, I, I just—that's a good point, actually, because yeah. it—it was all Walton's guys that had crossbows, so yeah. it's not like they could shoot Jamie and Brienne. That's fair. Yeah, yeah you're right. Mm. And then he saves her. They just climb out of the pit, right? They don't actually kill this bear, if I remember correctly, right? No, oh, the, the bear gets killed here. Yeah, it gets shot like twenty-three times with a crossbow. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. That's different from the show. The show, they, I think they get away from it, right? They, don't actually, they just, they just they might get out. shot. But just, yeah. Wait, who shoots them again? Who shoots the bear? Well, Walton's uh, men have cro- crossbows. Yeah. Ah, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Which is yes. actually, well, I mean, oddly, um, I mean, because cro- yeah. <laughs> like, crossbows right. don't load particularly quickly, right? Like, yeah. Um, I guess maybe as soon as Jamie started running for the pit, uh, Walton or Walton's commanders were like, God damn, I love the fucking crossbow. <laughs> yeah. Well, could they have it pre roll well, Yeah, they would probably would have loaded it going in, like, just in case. Well, they're hard to. I think I I'm, I could be wrong. I'm not yeah. sure. But my understanding is that it's bad for them. You oh, like you can't keep them on, right? That's it's right. bad for the. Yeah. They probably started loading the second he jumped in there. That's still like yeah, exactly. For, to... for enough because they danced around with the barrel hole. That makes sense. Yeah. I think they've got automatic crossbows. 
but yeah. <laughs> it, it's interesting that they have crossbows too. Like for some reason, I just didn't think in the north was really into using crossbows, or they'd use archers more. I don't know. I don't know why I'm thinking that. Maybe I played too much Mountain Blade Warband, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it seems to me like why are they using crossbows? I thought they'd be more archer types, but they have crossbows. Yeah, I guess well, I would probably go that way too. But, archers yeah. would be more for long distance, I would feel, right? Newer crossbows would be short distance, so if they're planning on being in a short distance fight, which would yeah. be more, you know, traveling the roads. But do we hear of like any other really Northmen using crossbows a lot? I don't, I don't seem to remember that. It almost seems like crossbow mm-hmm. comes with being a, like it's like the opposite to a knight. It's the way to take out knights. And they both. Well, yeah, I feel, I feel stuff, like. So, I mean, yeah, arrows are probably just you know really not needed except for like. Well, there's big plenty battles. of archers in, 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 archers in the books as well. Like it's just I just I'm just thinking North do Northmen really use a lot of crossbows and I could be completely wrong on this. I yeah, I mean I don't remember. I tend to think of crossbows as being like a, a free cities and Essos thing, hmm. and whereas Westeros I tend to think all of Westeros I tend to think of as being more. Longbow. There's crossbows at the the Red Wedding too, right? It's crossbows, which I mean that makes sense. You're right. It's indoors too, probably easier to. Sure. Yeah. Because then you have like a yeah. You don't want to have the problem with trying to draw a yeah. Like a heavy longbow or whatever. And didn't uh, have, have any guns, so they have to go. <laughs> and aren't I feel like crossbow bow boat bolts would penetrate armor easier. Yeah, that's why. That's why it, it seems more of an anti knight thing like it's it, it doesn't have the distance but it, it packs the punch to go through armor i don't know they're also more expensive i think right compared to the i would hey, think cr- so my crossbow does a really good job in my D campaign so <laughs> <laughs> what addition do you leave your crossbow loaded all the time kyle or do you load it up for battle or that's not uh, necessary in D and D. You can draw. <laughs> you can. It'll. It'll draw. It'll draw in fire. D and D doesn't care rule. about the rules so much. Uh, well, well, if you have heavier crossbows, then they take longer to load. But as long as, <laughs> and I, I don't know what edition Kyle's playing. If Kyle's playing fifth yeah. or something, then they probably really don't give a shit. Well, yeah, I'm in five E. You can. You yeah. can in one action. You can load and fire crossbow, but you can't. If you don't have a free hand, then you can't load the crossbow back up. Well, the real question: Can you sneak attack somebody with a ballista, or, or no? <laughs> can you can you make multiple attack at higher levels? Can you make multiple attacks with your crossbow or not? Um, I'm not super. I don't know uh, a lot about five E. Maybe they don't ever. Maybe that's a swing. That weapon you can do multiple times. Crossbow, you can do that. Maybe you can um, swing the crossbow and hit there, him with the crossbow. There are definitely like if you have the right feats in third edition, hmm. then you can make multiple attacks with a crossbow in a round. I think um, you. I think you might be able to. Um. No. Yeah, I, I I think you can. I think you can, but uh, okay. unless you have a really asshole DM who. Uh, <laughs> <as> well. <laughs> well, that's when you get the book out. You thump the page. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but my dude's got this magic poison vial, so I like to cover my crossbows with it. So poison that takes an up. extra. That yeah. takes an extra action. So. Uh, <laughs> or some it. extra time. So I can't. I can't fire very quickly with all my poisoned uh, yeah. crossbows. <laughs> <laughs> But anywho, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So he saves her, and uh, Walshanks, um, sorry, Steel Shanks, <laughs> <laughs> is uh, is kind of a badass here. And, yeah, uh, a little pissed off at Jamie for Wall all this. Walshanks, if he's defending a castle, that's right. Steel Shanks, Steel Shanks, when he's on a road, 
and steal Shaq when he goes home. When he kills right. and, and, no, when, when he kills a bear, he's bear shanks. Shanks. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious. Um, awesome. Anything else in this chapter, I mean? No, just Jamie saves her, and then when he's asked why, he's, he says, honestly, I dreamed of you. He doesn't say any of his jokes. What so. a smooth line. I am going to say that. <laughs> Sorry, then when you actually go with to sushi, you're like, I dreamed of you. It's going to take you quite far. <laughs> She'll be like, that's fucking creepy. <laughs> I was going to say, that Can might I be a little too much. I think that's, it's a smooth line if you just rescued someone from a bear and not so much a smooth line on like a, <laughs> on a sushi date. Yeah. How did it become so specific to sushi? Were you just mentioning like, was it like, oh, I really like sushi. It's like, oh, we should go sometime. Is that how it came up? Or? No, she was just like, yo, I'm craving sushi. Let's go. And I was like, sorry, I got to nerd out with my podcast. Folk. <laughs> well, you know, Thursday is like the date night, not Tuesdays. Thursday is the other night. Thursday, Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> So what's up with this next chapter? I mean, uh, I don't know, Ashley. Do you want to do this chapter or? <laughs> um. Well, it's Caitlin. <laughs> um, Isn't that the truth? Isn't that the truth? <laughs> she. Caitlin. Caitlin's sad. Yeah, she has a real reason to be sad. I'm like Sir rain. Arthur Dane. She has a sure. Reason. She's because <laughs> yeah, in this chapter, Arthur she Dane has thinking about everything she's lost. She's dead. Children. Yeah. Ned's dead. She's got an empty bed. Ned's oh. dead, baby. It's very she's poetic. Our... I mean, Ned's yeah, dead. I... Empty bed. Did a lot even happen in this chapter? I think what, what, <laughs> oh, yeah, a, a lot I'm happened. Like, in this I, chapter, I just actually. read it and I'm struggling to remember. Okay, I remember Rob, you know, telling her that she can't go back to River Run and she can't go with him. She has to go to what is it, some other place? Seaguard, yeah. And uh, she made sure that Jane's not going to the red wedding. Um, and she, you know, uh, oh, he, Rob wants to make a John Eyre. And Caitlin's like, oh, you got some like second cousins in the veil, and she's really adamant about that, and <laughs> saying, oh, you trusted Theon, and how far did that get you? Damn second um, cousin. Oh, and learn a bit about the Mormonts uh, and how badass they are. And uh, that's oh, and the the he's sending a message to the Krenog men. So that's that's about all I remember. I, I, think the more par- I think the more paragraphs there are in Tower of the Hand, the shorter your recaps are. <laughs> no, but I think you summarized yeah, most of the things in the chapter. And this is a very important chapter, I think, for future books. So there, yeah, there is a lot to discuss here. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, and um, Edmure is lamenting the fact that his wife's probably ugly. And uh, Caitlin's <laughs> like, oh, well, you know, Cersei's pretty. Do you want someone like that? That's all I got. <laughs> 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 okay so well, late on us i mean what's what's going on well starting early, early off rob's heading and, and his wife comes three times to see him she, she, oh when three times there, oh they're pretty young but uh <laughs> 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 he does he does that's right he yeah. says that he tries so many times but unfortunately that stupid yeah. potion they're taking is doing the, the, the opposite yeah. or is it that. oh that's right <laughs> or is it, is it double game <laughs> <laughs> It, it it stops them from getting pregnant till just when he leaves. Then it, that works. So then then she'll be pregnant in that castle. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't necessarily know how long they've been there, right? I mean, it's That's not right. like you can tell if somebody's pregnant fifteen minutes later. Yeah. So Rob is mm-hmm. a little pissed off the third time though, because he's embarrassing him to have to go deal with her while the army's just sitting there. 
Well, I mean, the first two times were sort of like one. One obviously is normal. The second yeah. one, whatever, that's fine. But the third one, she had like ridden out yeah. like an hour away. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So that one was kind of like, all right, how do you? This is getting a little embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> and he sends a man to escort her back, and with the orders, don't let her come again. <laughs> right, like, that's sort of un- not. It's not stated outright, but it yeah. pretty heavily implied. Like, yeah. don't let her out of the castle again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then so they're they're talking about this, the phrase they're talking about this, and how Edmure seems a little bit sad. He's like, yeah, I feel like the same way I was at, at the stone mail battle, and they're like, oh, let's hope your marriage is just as happy. But the stone mail battle was not good for Edmure, so <laughs> it set up for a bad marriage, potentially. A little bad situation. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, and then there's Sir Reynald, actually the, uh, the Knight of Seashells, I believe he is. So he's loyal to Rob, and he's here, showing on screen. Man, if my internet was faster, I could keep up with this conversation, I tell you. <laughs> yeah, well, this, this, I mean, th- this chapter, and I've kind of noticed in the last few chapters we covered, these pairs of chapters kind of relate to each other. I mean, Caitlin is thinking about Brianna a lot in this chapter. Where are you, Brianna? Are you bringing my girls back? Going right back to the previous chapter, right? So mm. I like that link there. And then. Uh, yeah, just so you know, he has a bushy mustache and chestnut colored hair. Sir Reynold. Thank you, I mean. Or I mean no, <laughs> yeah. Well, Sarnado's badass. Like, just say the rest of them, right? Do you have what happened to him? What? Like, you're looking um, at What happened to him? Yeah. Um, he introduces uh, is with Rob when he deals with the Karstark portrayal. Sir Reynold accompanies Rob to the twins. Sir Reynold stays with Greywind when he refuses to enter the twins. And he has a bushy mustache. That's all I got. <laughs> that's all that's, that's there? That's weird. That's all that, that's all I got. <laughs> okay, well he Sorry. actually frees Grey Wind and gets shot and then he like jumps in the river. So he might have escaped and he might be I think he might be with the Brotherhood soon. Oh. Like leaves the okay. door open for him getting away. And he's gonna be pissed, right? So Yeah, I think that's cool. And that's only like a couple sentences creates his whole character, the Knight of Seashells there. Seashells. How do you think he got that name? Um Let's see. Actually, it's a good point. I think it's something with his armor. <laughs> I thought you were just going to say he had seashells on his armor. I'm like, oh! No, he does. No, no, he, that's, that's on his banner. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I was hoping for some epic story. Well, he also he jumps tra- in the water, ba- so maybe he survives like a seashell. <laughs> yeah, bloody battle on the beach or something. He survives a seashell. <laughs> he, like, killed a guy with some seashells or something. <laughs> oh, he can swim. He, he gets in the water, gets away. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, but don't shells don't shell sink? But not seashells. That's the, that's the whole point. <laughs> you can, they're so light and thin, you can use them as a raft. Yes, when you tie them together. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what Aphrodite did, right? And, and oh, leash right. them the sea turtles. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe maybe you can close the seashell and it's like a submarine. That's right. <laughs> like, that like, a, like Venus? Like, uh, yeah, right, like, like the Botticelli. <laughs> Oh, I don't even know what you guys are talking about anymore. Just <laughs> references to so many different. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, the what one thing you will understand is the Mormons because they're awesome. Mage Mormons and Daisy Mormons. The Mormons. They kick ass. Mormons. Like, Mormons. Yeah. They tell you about our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, the Mormons. <laughs> I've got you. I understand. And Caitlin notices too that they're they're a lot more comfortable with themselves than Brienne ever was. It really just shows like where you grew up. Like Brienne would have fit so in so well there. I think she'd been born there. But 
was born yeah. in the wrong place. Or in Dorne, really. It just, she just just born in the wrong place. Okay, so then uh, Caitlin's no, talks. I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm just wondering, like, how... Like, I know it's because they're an island, but just, like, how they're, they, they are so different from everyone else, like, in their kind of perspective of women and whatnot. Well, they, like, the pike, pike is very misogynistic, and you'd right. think they'd have similar issue, yeah. but I guess... Well, they, they describe it, though, I mean, the, in the chapter, it's because of Pike raiding them and the, the wildlings, even, that kind of forced the women to be active. To defend. Like, Pike itself wasn't raided by other people. So much, That's so true. The women there didn't have to do that, but so they were, they had to defend themselves, and then they're talking about that statue or whatever, or painting of the woman with, like, a baby in one arm and an axe in the other. That's <laughs> pretty badass. Mm-hmm. And how, yeah, uh, and you mentioned uh, uh, Jorah's ex-wife, yeah, and how uh, she didn't fit in. She didn't like that 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 statue or painting, and didn't didn't fit in at all there. And Caitlin thinks about that and, and how she met that girl and tried to console her, and then she's like, maybe I was too much like that girl, not not enough like a Stark. So she's, she has a lot of self-reflection in this in this chapter. Yeah, and a, but although a lot of it is sort of like that. Um, the kind of, like, pointless, like, well, if I had done this thing differently, maybe everything would have been different, right? Because it's not like, you know, if <laughs> it's not like if Caitlin had had an axe at any point, like, she would have been better <laughs> off, right? <laughs> That's right. Like, she just wasn't there, right? She was doing something else, so. Yeah. But there are there are a lot of what-ifs here. Like, she's talking about, like, if Fiona died at the battle earlier on, that would have been better. Yeah, for exactly. North. I mean, I think, he, I think that all, all through the chapter, I mean, George does a good job of, you know, like she's got all these all these deaths, all these tragedies that like she can't she can't ever stop thinking about any of them. Like they're coloring uh, every conversation that she has. Hmm. True. Hmm. Me, what's next on your list? There, okay, good Okay, let's say? see. They're talking about uh, the phrase. Let's see here. Well, like they actually they actually cover one of these old like kings of the rivers or whatever. Christopher, the King of the Muds, and how he fought the Andals in 99 battles and died in the 100. The Hammer of Justice. Yeah. Yeah. And so, kind of talking about like his legacy and how it failed, and that, that leads to the idea about it's important to have an heir to the king. And they're going to name John. And I think, I want to ask, like, do you think Caitlin's advice is, is good here? I mean, part of it is ridiculous. Like, part which is talking about the Vale Lords, yeah, really. Like, no one's going to follow somebody from the Vale who hasn't yeah. been there. But what no. about her argument about even if you trust John, you can't trust his children argument. I mean, that's obvious. I mean, you know, that's, that's like the, uh, I mean, it's like a, a Westeros. And I mean like that, you know, it's not a time period cause it's not our world, but like that culture, like superstition, right. About bastards, right. Like they think bastards are actually, you know, there's something wrong with them. Right. <laughs> you know, well, like I, 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 I feel like it's actually legit because it's, she's talking about, um, you know, the children could contest, uh, like, uh, future children, other children's right to the throne, and, and yeah. that could happen. Like, but, I mean, uh, is, uh, that certainly could happen. Um, I mean, I'm not even, sh- but I'm not sure. I mean, like, if Rob is naming, is legitimizing John and naming okay. John his heir, I don't, I don't, I think Rob is cut, is deliberately cutting out his sisters, right? He's saying John's yes, children yeah. in threat. No, he's worried about uh, John's future children threatening uh, Rob's future children, for example. But here's the thing. There doesn't seem to be a lot of Starks. 
we kind of need some more Starks here. <laughs> like, the, the Blackfires were a different situation. There were plenty of Targaryens already, and the Blackfires were locked on and weren't going to get anything and kind of contested it. But the reason why they're looking at the Vale Lords is, like, there's no one else there. So what if Jon actually just being a younger brother that wasn't a bastard? Like, that's all it's doing is, like, putting him in that situation. Yeah, exactly. So Well, no, it's also, so like, if... Uh... Well, if, if Arya does Caitlin's turn son. up and have children, they could contest Jon's chil- children, and that could cause a war. Yeah, just the fact that you're debating makes me kind of uh, see Caitlyn's argument as pretty good. Like, the last time a big noble house uh, legit- legitimized a, a bastard on his deathbed, it created the civil well, war that, that lasted forever. Or here's the thing, uh, Sansa, the because at this point, Sansa is still a Tyrion. If Sansa and Tyrion have a child, that child could then contest. Well, they don't want that uh, child. John's, they, they, but Caitlyn specifically no, trying to cut no, that no, child No, they don't. Out. Yes, exactly. They want yeah. John's children to take over. Yeah. But uh, the Lannisters would have uh, a right to contest the throne. Well, but that's going to happen anyways, regardless that, of John or Rob or whatever. Like they, they don't want them to come. They're going to have the Lannisters going to have to fight their way in to put that child in, right? So it's not a worry about Sansa. Your point about Arya is true. It does kind of undercut Arya, right? But in in any case, if John had been born that way, it would have undercut her anyways, right? He still would have been ahead of her. It's yeah. just that he's a bastard. He doesn't. Uh, yeah, no, and actually, this entire debate is just saying that no matter what he does, there's going to be. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, exactly, and and so all, Rob, what Rob is saying is that there, no matter what I do, there's going to be like there is the potential for conflict down the road, right? Yes. And so I would like if I die. I want at least one of the people who's contesting for it to be the person that I want to have it. Yes. Right. That's mm. what Rob is saying. And so, I mean, I think that his point is, and I mean, obviously we're in a privileged position because yeah. we don't hate John, you know, but, yeah. um, but Caitlin's I mean, point is still more long term. You have to look at, I think Rob wins this, the current point. Caitlin's point is like a couple of generations from now, John's children may challenge your children, but like, what if he was already a brother anyway? That's that potential is always there. Doesn't mean that's gonna yeah. happen. They, he, he could like there needs to be more Starks anyway. You're you're assuming that Rob has like 15 kids and then there's gonna be too many coming from John. Like that's a yeah. lot to assume there. And I mean it's it's also I mean I don't know I, I don't uh, just well, saying but, like down down the road like yeah that that potential is there but that problem that's like a a problem that occurs like in a world where. Everything goes well. Yeah, that's right. right. You right win the war, and he, that's like that's where, your where you win the war, yeah. and you have kids, and John yeah. has kids, right? Like yeah. that's a good. Problem yeah, to have. that's a good. There's plenty of places to send those kids. Like if you're in that yeah. situation, like you, you already have a, you doubled the size. Or, of your kid. Like, or, or maybe it's more like she's concerned that if John has kids, their kid will kill Rob's kid in order to get yeah, the throne. Yeah, that, that, that's the argument being put there. But it's like, will that actually? To be in that situation, that means that if they've won. Yeah, and, and and they have lots of kids, and you think that there's other ways it could go out. And yes, the Black Forest are one example, but I'm sure there's many other examples where the house was going to die out, and they were saved by having the bastard legitimized. Yeah, so, the, like, uh, like the, the Boltons. The Black Fire thing. What happened there was <laughs> that the king legitimized his bastards over top of his rightful heirs. Isn't that what happened? That's why there was well, the he, war. Well, he, no, he, he made them all equal. He legitimized everyone. Yeah. yeah. So and he already had about... a ton of heirs. There was no reason to do that, right? Like, yeah, so that's why there was a yeah. conflict there, because there was legitimate heir. Yeah. So. And well, he legitimized too. That's he legitimized them, and then that bastard was like, and then Blackfire was like, oh, well, I should be the rightful ruler. 
Well, no, he should have been because the king legitimized him and that put him over top of his uh, rightful child. No, it wasn't. And, but, put, it wasn't put over top though. He was still younger. No, than the, like he was but but the, the king wanted him to be the the heir. He had the sword. Yeah, that was, that was, that was the whole argument. Basically. So you guys but, sound like Blackfire I mean, supporters right. here. Okay, yeah. you're for the red then. I see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, love I'm, I, I send a son to each camp. That's where I. Am. <laughs> I love that we can like debate. It's such a good story point yeah, that we right. can like we, we sit here and we can argue over which one's legitimate and which one's not, and yeah. um, just like the realm did. It's such a. <laughs> I love it. I love the black fire. Well, stuff, it, it's do you do you follow you know the traditional route or do you follow what the king wanted? Right. That's kind of what it was. Bag, no, but it was the, king, the king never. I yeah. mean, he, he didn't legitimize him and then say then he's the king. He didn't say that. All he did is just all of them as a troll thing. Like, yeah, but just yeah, giving exactly. just giving the family he, sword to I feel somebody like he doesn't that say no, he's, he's a warrior, he can use a sword. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like nah, anyways. <laughs> I mean I, I think, do, do I you think really a, do you really want Aegon the Fourth to be do anything? He's a freaking idiot. So <laughs> <laughs> better than a bastard, right? I I, I, I feel it. like the, the, I, I understand where the argument came from. <laughs> Oh sure, and 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 that yeah. that was just like. But here's the thing: he legitimized these people, and then he had the sword, and that was the argument. But really, what happened is just like half the realm was not happy with the Dornish, and they wanted any excuse to break off. People were going to choose yeah. their sides anyway. They weren't all like, "Oh, look at this paper," and it says this. They didn't care. They really just wanted to do what they wanted to do, and then used yep. him. They, he didn't. I mean, Blackfire himself doesn't seem like that he wanted to initially rebel or do any of that. He was kind of pushed into it by everybody else. It gave people who were unhappy with the status quo yeah. an opening. That's right. Right? Like the legitimization yeah. and the gift of the sword yeah. gave them an opening to to contest the throne. That's right. Yeah. If there's any wiggle, wiggle room, even in the slightest, people will start yeah. choosing sides. And I guess that's what ultimately Caitlin is worried about, but it's just, it just too much long-term to think about. And her thing about the veil stuff is like, really? They're not going to yeah. follow some like... Veil lord. Like, come pull in a, like, it's like, you have to like trace this thing to get to that. And then, and then the fact that she's considering that though it just shows like what the hell happened at the start? Isn't there some people in the north like that they that they married people there? Where are they? <laughs> they all just died off. Yeah, Stop. there aren't very many. Yeah, starts. and then why is Benjen sent to the wall? It's such a waste. Then if Benjen sent to the wall, you, you wasted one of the. I, I, I'm or... guessing there's probably a strong female line, and they're just not looking that way. But don't they look the female line in the veil? Like she's let's see. Only after the male line. See, if you follow back the male line, Oh, it you're right. It's going back there. to the male line to the to sister being sent there. So you're saying there's probably... There's well, probably they, they more. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> they, at least they're from the north. That's the whole point. And, and uh, maybe there's some Stark and Mormon something. We should get, get her over. There's gotta be. Okay. So that's... <laughs> Talked about that for a while. But Rob gets pissed off. He obviously has his views sends her away because <laughs> of it and so but, but let's finish off this part of the chat since we're already there he does have all these people come in and witness this that he's making john his heir like uh galbert glover well, we, mage mormont yeah like we we'll assume that's what they're witnessing right i mean that's not is it explicit at the end no but it's pretty much there, i mean it's right? pretty I was, just, I was just making the point i, yeah. I think I, you're right it's pretty clear i was just saying yeah he's it, it, like <laughs> you know a king must have an heir okay i'm done I'll tell, I'll tell you next week. I'll reveal, I'll reveal it. I'll be revealing it next week at 9 p.m. Central. Yeah. Tune in. <laughs> Leaders don't do that, right? No. <laughs> no. I, I, 
yeah, I, yeah. I think I think it's pretty clear what happened. I was just making the point that it it, they yeah. didn't, it was not explicitly. Yeah. But stated who sees it though? Then is Mage Mormont, Albert Glover, Great John, uh, the the guy from Seaguard, Jason Malister. So quite a few people Mal- have seen this. Malister. And uh, both Galbert and Mage are still like they're still out there, right? Well, we're gonna get to the planet there, but I mean this 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 information has got to be released later about John. The information that uh, that Rob wants to legitimize. Yes, about. That, that is okay. yeah. This has got to be it's got to be released soon, and it's gonna. I mean, that changes things, right? Stannis offering you Winterfell is one thing. The second, John named by Rob, is a different situation. I think. So what's the theory? Where is this letter now? Okay. Uh, with um, in the the Greywater Watch. Yeah, they're all at Greywater Watch because he sends fucking <laughs> <laughs> everything yeah. to Greywater Gal- Gal- Watch. Lover and and Mage Mormon are there, and they have the letters. So, well, they have fake letters, but this information they have as well there. So, oh my god, everything's yeah. at Greywater. Ned's bones are there. They're, they're talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> Exposition King Howlin' Reed is yeah. there. <laughs> um, sweet Moses. But when it's, well, it's not going to happen anymore, but it would be cool if it showed up and it was like George R. R. Martin and Alan Reed. Yeah. <laughs> he wears a hat with a turtle on it. Uh-huh. Yeah. But that's part of the plan is they're, they're going to go up there and, and uh, work with the Kranach men to get them past Moat Kaelin and attack from the north. So that's why the, the two of them are sent there with the ships. But actually, mm. I guess leading up to that, they found out that Bell and Greyjoy is dead. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. You're on Greyjoy's back, and suspiciously they, close to the timing. That's of, right, right after. Yeah. Then, I mean, <laughs> the Rob very makes, day, the very yeah, day, the very day. He may, and Rob makes a prediction that most of them will go back to contest this. Like he has a good understanding of things from Theon. What's going to happen? Yeah. So they're gonna. But, but, but there's a line here that's kind of weird, though. I think I mean, it's Galbert Glover's, or, or one of the people's, like, no one has ever taken the moat. It's like, well, then how did the Ironborn get it? They've taken. They took it. <laughs> like, yeah. like, why do we have this problem? No one's, like, your, your line doesn't really make sense. Like, <laughs> that's that's a good point. Because they didn't empty the moat. I know that they had some archers there. They had some people there when it was taken. So. Yeah, but isn't it kind of like if it's at full strength, nobody can take it? That maybe that's what. Is that, the, is that, what, is that what they're hinting at? Or, or I mean, that's uh, that's obviously what the guy means or whatever, yes, but I mean, it is kind of a thing, like where you say something and everybody's sort of like, well, what's wrong with you? <laughs> at the meeting, you say that, and everyone's like, really? You're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Please be a dream. Please be a dream. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, from so the he's south. expecting Howland's help uh, right. when he gets to Mo Kalen. Yeah. yeah. And that's pointed out that you're really risking a lot, of, or at least relying on him a lot, but Ned trusted him and he's been loyal, so. He has Rob ever met this guy? No, he hasn't met him. But it, oh, so you, you think like on his hmm. way down, he might have uh, met some Kranach men or something. I'm not sure. It's, I don't think it's really brought up. But. He seemed to hide pretty well in that swamp. Yeah, swampland. They'll be going bearing his banner, so they'll hmm. help out. I mean, it's a good plan. I think it would have worked. Like would have they would have taken it from the north, and then they would have been in a decent position at least. Yep. If we take the north. And uh, Caitlin's going to spend the rest of the war at Seaguard. Yeah. Who's over at Who's at Seaguard again? That's uh, Malister, right? Yeah, Jason Malister. Malister. Oh God. I think that was that. That's rough of Rob to do that. Really, like this war could go on for a long time. He's going to center there. Yeah, she should. She should. If 
he didn't. He should have put her at River Run and then send his wife somewhere else. Yes, that's right. Just flip it the other way. It would make sense that she should be at River Run. She's a Tully. Yeah. Like that. That was. Well, I guess he wasn't planning to send her till now. Yeah, but, <laughs> but River Run's such a dangerous spot. Like he's not going to send his mom there. No, he'll just send his right? wife. So. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I was. <laughs> I think yeah, you'd probably more likely to send put your wife somewhere safer. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, unless it's just sort of like he doesn't want to do the shuffle, right? Like, doesn't want to be like. But he wasn't planning right. to do this till now. Then he got pissed off that, that she. Yeah, and then he and then he didn't want to have to shuffle them around and be <laughs> like, right. okay, now you go back to River Run. <laughs> yeah. Somebody send Jane to the fucking ah <laughs> oh, fuck it. <laughs> I've thought long and hard about who might follow me. I command you now, as my true and loyal lords, to fix your seals to this document as witnesses to my decision. Yeah. But to, to be honest, though, like he wouldn't have kept Jane in River Run for the long run, right? So eventually she would have left. It would have switched around. It's not permanent that she would be in Seagrove. Forever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, like if the war drags on, um, then I mean, depending on how the war is going, you can reevaluate what yeah. you know what forts you have and where, where are you strong and where are you weak and where can Plus you... Plus he knows his mom ain't going to stand still anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, just get above the neck and then you can walk around all you want. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, I guess she's like a quasi, you know, prisoner or whatever. I mean, well, like, so anyway, she's it's not necessarily a bad idea. The men are not happy with her with what she did, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's got to get her out of there. Yeah. Yeah. Keeping her with the army is, it's is not probably like, not good. They, they all think that everyone's dead at back in Winterfell, right? It's, it's not like she's going to go. She's being kept away from her children. Yeah, no, Rob, right? So, it, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think it's more just about like she's uh, whether or not it's an accurate perception. I, I think certainly she's perceived as being like grief maddened and erratic, right? That's and right. just sort of like she's creeping the hell out of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> she should go to Bear Island. Visit that up. Oh yeah, that's a thought, really. If they if they had uh, somebody to send with her to Bear Island, although she probably they, they have no way to really get up there. That's a problem. Though. Yeah, the, exactly. iron, the fleet is all over there. The Ironborn fleet. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so then the chapter has a lot of will have a lot of impact in the future, I think, because of this. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, well, and one part we did miss, which we're almost done. Let's, let's do mention it is because uh, Edmure is talking about his wife, and he's like, "Oh no, I'm worried she's not gonna she's gonna be ugly." Then first Caitlin like scolds him for a bit, and then she's like, "Oh, I'm too harsh. Like, who else? Like, is it so bad to want a pretty wife?" She thinks about her experience with Ned and stuff when she first met him. Thought he was mm-hmm. so somber and stuff, and then grew to love him. So that that, that was good kind of flashback. Although it was interesting. I mean, yeah, and it talks about so when they married. Where's, where, where, where does it say that? But she says like, like he took her maidenhead and it was like old duty or something. Yeah. Was that for both of them or just her? You think or? I got the impression that she felt like it was from Ned. The the way I read that sentence, anyway. I don't have it in front of me right yeah. now. Yeah. Trying to... Mm. Yeah. It says, uh, even when he took her maidenhood, their love had more of a duty than it, to it than a passion. At that, for initially. Like, later on, they were good, but... Yeah, well, they I mean, I think there's a, there's a lot of pressure on the... You know, first night or whatever. I mean, well, do you think they had the full like wedding with all the bedding and stuff, or do you think it was just, like? Is that wedding? a southern thing, or do they do that in the north too? I think they do that in the north too, because okay. Sansa talks about it. Yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah. Well, she, her mind is always on the southern stuff, but but <laughs> I, I, you think they would have a similar kind of celebration, like they'd be happy about it. Yeah, I mean, it may not be. Quite, I guess I, I don't know. Maybe it's exactly the same, but or maybe, but maybe they don't necessarily have everyone at the door or whatever. Yeah. But, but also, that, I mean, like that's the kind of thing I think that would that would make Ned pretty uncomfortable. Right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Ned, 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 
<laughs> well, do you think that happened? This is really going. I don't. I don't think it really goes into that. I mean, it was in the middle of a war, right? And there's like a double wedding, right there. So. Yeah, yeah. After, yeah, that's true. So probably maybe not quite as much uh, celebratory nature to it. Yeah. But then eventually, aching loins, right? Worked out. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Okay. I think that All right. Covered everything. There we go. Very nice. Any? Uh... There's one line actually I missed. There's a, there's a line where I think Caitlin says we're all just songs in the end if we're lucky. And I'm like I wish I had put that in my essay. I missed this line from my essay about songs. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I mean. Yeah. Edit. Edit. Yeah. Version two. <laughs> Version two. Awesome. Well, that's about it for the chapters. Anybody got any? Uh, is there anything else? Any uh, any news that has popped up in the hour we've been recording here? <laughs> I can tell you that unless you're a class that gets extra attacks, and I am assuming you're a rogue. Is that right? Am I a rogue? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm a, I'm actually a bard. A oh, bard. I still don't think bards don't get extra attacks, do they? Uh, one of the, one of their branches does. If you're a uh, valor bard. Well, when you get to that point, there is a, a crossbow feat you can take that'll let you attack multiple times, but otherwise you don't need to worry about it. <laughs> You've already so looked it, up. The problem go. with the crossbows is that um, you have to load the thing. Well, that's what I'm saying, though, is that that you can you can still you can ignore the loading uh, tag basically on the weapon. Yeah, which if basically can... means if you take that, you can like dual you can dual crossbow. Yeah, I mean, do you still have the problem with needing the free hand to load, though, or not? Well, that um, maybe there's another that feat that feat know. sort of yeah. negates the reality negates of having to well. load it. Okay. It's like it's kind of like when you have uh, pistols and like the extra cartridge is just like on your hip, so right, you can yeah. drop the old <laughs> one and just click the others in. Though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so some are, are like you're able to kind of like load them while hold. You're able to load one crossbow while holding another one in the same like, like same hand. Yeah. Yeah. There's a problem like that in in Pathfinder with pistols yeah. but that so people that, get that's... around with by tying the pistol to their wrist and then like they drop it and so that they technically have a free hand and then snap it back up into their hand. <laughs> I thought you just scroll your mouse wheel. That's how you switch weapons. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Awesome. Well, thanks everybody for listening to this episode of a podcast of Ice and Fire. Michael, thank you so much for joining us again, man. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Well, don't stay away so long this time. <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> awesome. Uh, make sure. Oh, where can our uh, listeners find you, good sir? Uh, I, I have a Twitter. I don't. I don't ever post on it. But I think it's Mordian Agenos. So it's my norm, normal Mordian name and then A G E N O S at the end. But I'm also mostly. I'm around on the website. I don't necessarily post that much, but I'm reading it all the time. So. And you said you did VOK and BOK. I did, yeah. I do some BOKs when we talk about George R. R. Martin's short stories, and uh, VOKs about you know whatever random thing I'm doing a VOK about. We actually nice. did a, a BOK on Night Flyers. I just haven't finished editing it yet. Yeah, not Michael's any. in that, so it's not good. Night Flyers is a horror story by George R. R. Martin, and it was a movie actually. It was made into oh. a movie, into a shitty movie, but it exists. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That'll be out eventually. Well, make sure you guys follow us on Facebook and Twitter at APOIAF and uh, join the forums, keep the conversation going, and we'll see you next time. See you next time.
question for you, Ashley. You must have played D&D at some point, right? I actually have not. Oh, wow. But you're, you're aware oh. of you know, the references and stuff. You've got <laughs> friends that have played it, probably. Yeah, yeah, I know a lot of D&D players. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of overlap there. Yeah. yeah. I did get some new dice at WonderCon. <laughs> I've backed, I have backed three different Kickstarters for various kinds of weird dice. Like metal dice, wood dice, dice made from like uh, from bulletproof glass. Oh. Spending, I don't even want to talk about how much money on these <laughs> Kickstarters. This is going back years. I have yet to see a single die from a single one of these Kickstarters. Oh, that's I'm the getting seriously irritated oh, wow. about Kickstarter. Yeah, that's the danger. Don't you get the money back if it doesn't go no. through? Well, no. And then, no, and it's also, I mean, the problem is that it's not that the people aren't making the dice. It's that they start making the dice. It's they, Basically, the Kickstarter is too successful. Hmm. They start making dice. They make dice for a year or six months or whatever, and then they run out of money, and then they're like, eh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, it's it's a strange one. Indiegogo is the one where you get your money back if it's not fully funded or anything, right? But that still doesn't no, guarantee I mean, you'll get something. Yeah, and Kickstarter, like if it's not if it doesn't fund, then nobody pays. But if it funds, then you know you give your money away, and then hopefully yeah, somebody right. will give you something for it later. But. Oh, Indiegogo is the one where even if it's not fully funded, they still yeah, get what still they get. get. The money, right? Okay, yeah. that's right. Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, I'm just starting to get into kickstarter and stuff because i've been uh creating a board game with a friend and board oh, okay. games are very yeah, uh very, very strong on kickstarter hmm. um, i will but, say uh, i've never had a bad kickstarter experience except for buying dice so <laughs> <laughs> everything else i've ever done on kickstarter has been fine but dice always get fucked oh man i thought you were going to say you ordered the ones that look like uh, that are like class specific so there's like the wizard dice all oh, right I, like various wizard yeah, I used to have a lot of like weirder looking dice, but I basically I got to a point where I was just like, if I can't read the fucking dice, like, <laughs> like the point of me holding them is. So like, I mostly use at this point. I like I use like really just like clear primary colors with white lines, basically. Yeah, just gotta find your lucky one. You're good to go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm, playing, I'm playing a drow right now. Um, oh, cool. And uh, so I picked up some black and red dice, so something Dang. a little darker character specific yeah <laughs> yeah but anywho awesome all right Good stuff you have your record as well you can send to me and, yeah uh, and if everything goes to hell with both of yours let me know and i can send you a horrible wave file that nobody <laughs> <can>. <laughs> i've been having pretty good luck with mine lately yeah. i think it's been working all right so. very cool that was fun that was uh, good to get the episode in good chats yeah, it was, a, it was a lot of fun. I'm glad I got to do another one. Absolutely. Thanks so it's much. It's always for... good when you divulge into uh, Blackfire arguments. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That just shows that we care. You know? That's right. <laughs> if you've got a bunch of podcasts of Ice and Fire, uh, of Ice, or, sorry, Ice and Fire people who can't, uh, who don't automatically start arguing about the yeah. Blackfires when it comes up, then do they really care that much about the shit? <laughs> well, that, that's the whole, that, that's the great thing about Ice and Farcon is just, you just sit down with people and you chat about yeah, all the different stuff, it and it's naturally, you, see, you, you have dinner at like a restaurant, you just chat about stuff, it just comes up. That whole weekend is Ice and Fire. <clears throat> I'm going to get back there one day. Yeah. One of these. We cities. should come back, oh, because they, they, actually, they have a seafood buffet, actually. Do you I, get in on that? Yeah. Because we're actually reserving a table. Oh, 
I gotta find out if there's the volunteers' dinner or not, or what's going on with that. Is it like Greyjoy food? The seafood dinner? Yes, it's all <laughs> yeah. seafood. It's awesome. I'm going. Yeah, but we missed it last year because it was the same time as the volunteer dinner. Well, you don't. You don't have to go to that dinner. That's. I mean, y- yes, you lose like the free dinner, but it's a seafood buffet. Like. <laughs> You lose a free dinner and you pay for it. Free dinner is gonna be like pizza, okay? Like pizza versus seafood, seafood buffet. Free pizza. Although if, if it's a mean, seafood. if it's a mean saying to ignore a free dinner, I mean that's something right there, man. Right? <laughs> hey, who says I'm paying for my seafood buffet? <laughs> I'm auctioning that table. You, I wouldn't be surprised. No, I'm yeah. auctioning the spot of the table too. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, you should just you should buy the table and then you sell the tickets yeah, for, right. for seats at your table. <laughs> Wait, Michael. What edition are you? Do you play? Uh, I'm, we mostly play Pathfinder. I've got you know solid 3.5 uh, background, but Pathfinder is really just a 3.5 with a new hat on. You know. Okay, I got you. Uh, but I've I've looked at five. I'm gonna start running five. I think for some of my family at Christmas. Um, oh, are you a DM? So I've, uh, I'm rarely a DM. I don't I don't really like it. But my brother in law has been running like a family game for us since I was like 16. Oh, um. And he's kind of sick of it, and so I'm going to pick up the family game mantle at Christmas, and I think I'm going to move us all from 3.5 to 5th, just because a lot of a lot of my siblings and, and stuff don't really care that much about rules, and 5th is a lot cleaner than 3.5 is. True. Well, I'm going to uh, talk with Ashley for a bit, actually, about um, Enemy New Earth. So I guess we're done. Although, I'm, I'm okay. gonna, I'll, make, I'll make a final... <laughs> you guys uh, can fuck off with your DNA. So no, I'm, I'm going to give talking. a final can... comment, though, for Enemy uh, North, though, is like... we. Last couple of years, we've met listeners there, so we'll probably do another meetup, like a quick meetup if people are interested, and going to Anime North in Toronto. So awesome! I totally did not record that. So. I did. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna end the call now. All right. So. All right. Good chatting with you. All guys. right, everybody, have hey, a good hey, night, hey, guys. Kyle, Kyle didn't, didn't, didn't you see that was better than having sushi with that girl? So shut the fuck up. No. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you rescheduled. You got something coming up, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, it's all gonna good. Be twice it's as hungry. It's all good. I don't even like sushi anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, you don't like sushi? Right, no, I was gonna get some. I was gonna get some ramen. Oh, get yeah. some ramen. Remember that barbecue we went for? It was Korean barbecue and sushi in Vancouver. Oh yes, yes I do. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, yeah that was very good. I enjoyed. Good times. Good times. All right, y'all. Have a great yeah. night. Good night. You guys have a good night. Adios.
I don't think Ashley's here. Yeah. Um, oh. Oh, speak or can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. So everything sounds fine on my end. Yeah. Yeah, I think okay. so. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> no, I, I thought that it was like playing through the speakers too for a moment there, but I guess it's not. Right. Just checking my file, make sure it's recording. Hold on. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you guys? Uh, doing all right. I just want to say I just got invited out to grab <laughs> some sushi with a very attractive lady. And I turned her down to hang out with you guys. <laughs> Wait, well, you told her, no, I got to go home and record my podcast for the internet. That's exactly what I said, actually. <laughs> In that voice, too. <laughs> but then you said you can come over tomorrow night and I'll show you my podcast. In person. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> really big podcast with a lot of followers. <laughs> well, it's always better to, to leave them with some anticipation, right? <laughs> Yeah, something like that. <laughs> oh, it was my uh, iPad that was doing the second. Uh, I could hear it going, ringing. So my iPad was also ringing and my computer was ringing. Sorry, just random. Right. Actually, I have out a, what was going a guest on. for us too. Uh, Michael Mornian from the forums should be able to, to join us if we're good to start. Yeah, what's the uh, what's the episode number? It is, I think it's, is it 213? Yeah, it's 213 for the week of April 2nd. 2017. I don't think I've said that out loud yet. Mm -hmm. Is that, we're over our 200 shows now? Did yeah. I hear that right? Wow. Yeah, 213. <laughs> When's the last one you were on? I'm trying to figure that out. Probably. Uh, the last one was the, when we were talking about the convention. That's right, yeah. Okay. You guys know I did not have a chance to read this. I know Amin knows that. I, I read it before going to bed, so I actually prepared for once. Nice. <laughs> you know, it, it hit me. Like, if we go into, uh, actually get into um, a Feast for Crows, that I have, like, these books I've reread, but I haven't reread that one since I originally read it, and that was, like, ten years ago. So it's like, oh, I'm actually going to have to reread the whole thing for that. <laughs> Like Storm of Swords made... and whatnot, I've read multiple times, but that one I just never did again. Really in, into Ice and Firecon uh, plan mode now. It's only a couple of weeks yes. away. Yes, yeah. working on stuff. I'm making a graveyard. I don't know if you noticed that in the yeah. organizers. Why don't you share that and, and your new idea, actually, on the actual podcast? Let's, let's do that. Let's get, let's get Michael in here. Okay. That's how we're finally going to hit the big leagues with the earning money and start selling <laughs> So we have a waiver that says might not work. No, 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 they're, they're, they're legit. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> not going to make much money with those. <laughs> yeah. well, no matter how good your armor is, there, there there's always gaps in the armor. So. Oh. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Hello. Hey, Michael, how are you doing? Not bad, how's it going? Good. Michael, huh? I, I think so, that's... I'm told that's my name. He's used Mor Mordian so so for so long, Michael. Yeah, exactly. He's <laughs> like Mordian okay. is my name. <laughs> uh, welcome, sir. Welcome. Thank you very much. How are you guys all doing? We're good. Ooh. How are you? Excellent. Well, oh shit, Ashley's here. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was 
I was missing Ashley for the, I can't remember, the thing better than the triple gold club. Oh, the platinum club? Yeah. yeah. So go. as long as this recording doesn't get lost, there I am. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's getting both me and Mimi on the same podcast. That's the grand yeah, prize. Yeah, that's tricky. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Awesome. Thanks for joining us tonight, man. Oh, yeah, it's a pleasure. My day off. I didn't have anything better to do. <laughs> oh, well. In that case. Oh, he's been on the uh, podcast quite a few times, and not recently. I think he took a break back to let other people on. Well, oh. that and also just, yeah, I mean, it's mostly a scheduling problem for me, because you guys are usually in the evening, and I'm usually at work in the evening. Yeah. Well, do you, did you watch season six, or did you stop watching the show? No, I don't think I, I can't remember if I finished five. I don't, what season's about to start? Seven. 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 Yeah. I think that I maybe didn't finish five. I can't okay. remember. You didn't miss much. <laughs> Um, awesome okay good well I guess we should get started just because it's kind of late for me and and okay and I'm missing out on a hot date yeah (laughs) (laughs) instead of your hot date you have Michael that that replaces her yeah that's way better (laughs) (laughs) I think which Um, one one would you rather go to a sushi with go on (laughs) Yeah, be honest. Not <laughs> um, okay, so uh, so Michael, you've you I mean said you've been with us. How long has it been? Uh, since I was first on the podcast, or like just listening, or uh, since you? Well, we're not recording. It's just since the last time you were on. Um, I think I it's know. worth redoing your intro at least. Like, oh sure, yeah, that's, that's like that. fine. Yeah, it's been yeah. long enough in that sense. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think definitely like more than a year or two maybe since i was on the podcast proper i don't know okay i probably should have asked that question while we're recording that would have been much better. <laughs> <laughs> um okay we ready to go yeah all right let me hit this little call recorder thing i want to give mine a few seconds because it always seems to miss the first few seconds oh what do we got we got a dire wolf on your picture here <laughs> I think it's from like a Japanese or Chinese cover of Game of Thrones, maybe? I can't remember. I've had it for a long time now. Uh, I don't see any Cersei Camel Toe. On this <laughs> yeah. That's a creation cover, I think. Or one of the... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see if I remember how to do this. Here we go.